0: What the, what the fuck, fuck? What, the the fuck? fuck? What, the what the fuck what the fuck what the did fuck did i just watch you are listening to what the fuck did i just watch you can find us on facebook and youtube at wtf did i just watch thanks for joining us and here's our latest episode welcome to another episode of what the fuck did i just watch where we have our fun guest host with us again pixie um who we enjoy talking about. Um, Jim Henson's storyteller series with and, and is our kind of her and John Paul are like the Jim Henson experts. I'm the casual fangirl, um, which pretty much is me about everything. <laughs> so um, I'll let John Paul kick us off because I know there's something he wants to say about the fact that we're recording today. So
1: Okay, so today is a very special day. We are in fact doing a show on The Muppet Show, which Celebrated its 40 year, 45th anniversary a couple weeks ago, which is awesome. And then today, as we speak, it is the 85th birthday of Jim Henson himself. So it's going to be special that, you know, we're talking about Jim Henson and we're talking about the Muppets. I'm just, I'm really excited about this episode. I am a big, big freaking nerd about this. When Disney Plus decided, hey, we're going to finally do it and put all of them up show on the service, I pretty much binged it nonstop until I got done because I used to have the DVDs and they only released seasons one, two, and in some regions, three. So yes, I bought an import to get season three and I'm a nerd like that and spent $150 and it was crazy. <laughs> so now I get to get them all. So I'm excited. So.
0: Yeah, i I when we decided on this date. I, it was abstract. I didn't really think about it. And then, like, of course, today on Facebook, Jim Henson's birthday. Jim Henson's birthday. I'm like, John Paul, did you know it was his birthday before today? And he was like, Yeah. I'm like, and he said nothing yeah, to you.
1: Yeah, me.
2: I didn't know either.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wanted. <laughs> I wanted it to be a surprise, just because. Yeah, I mean, again, I I, I love Jim Henson. I love the man. He, in terms of everything he's created, it was phenomenal. His personal stuff, There, you know, there's some questions there and there, but, you know,
0: not everybody is perfect. That's (laughs) kind of like the bane of Gen X's existence, isn't it? Like, we've had all these wonderful, influential people who seemed wonderful, and then it would come out that they were, you know, I mean, like, Jim Henson's biggest flaw, I believe, was he was just basically a philanderer, right? I think that was yeah, yeah, the big yeah, thing. Like He just slept with everything everywhere that was not his wife and his wife probably really didn't appreciate it. And that actually, you know, speaking from my own childhood, affects the kids, too, because yeah. there's a lot of conflict when you have that kind of thing. You know, but I mean, even, you know, Bill Cosby was a big icon of our generation, and it turns out he's a rapist. You know, It's a wonder where a mess, isn't it? But Yeah. <laughs> but but putting all that aside, amazing did weirdos. a lot of amazing things. Yes, <laughs> Very like amazing weirdo. The weirdo here. And he made a lot of us feel very accepted, no matter how strange we were. And um, that's a lot of, and put a lot of people on his show that people would, did not want. Very controversial at the time, for various reasons. And um, so that stays, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that stays and we just have to accept that he was a very flawed human being in his own right and unfortunately kind of died on a hill in a sense for some of his beliefs because I believe he was a Christian scientist and didn't
1: seek medical attention
0: and that's why he died of pneumonia Yeah,
1: Yeah.
0: at like I think 50 something he was in his 57, 50 something like that when he died he wasn't that old
1: (laughs) yes it was actually close to his birthday so yeah
0: and so he died uh, in 1990, to be clear. Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, but let's let's get to the the good stuff. So, good stuff. what we did was we instead of doing the whole series, which of course we can comment on other se- shows should we want to, we each chose two episodes for whatever reasons we like. I chose two specifically because of the guests, um, John Paul and, and Pixie also picked there too. So let's, who wants to go first?
1: <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll go. <laughs> So I picked um, the Alice Cooper episode and the Steve Martin episode. So
0: um, <laughs> I and, love the and, diversity,
1: <laughs> exactly. And and everybody who knows me knows that I am a big Star Wars fan. And and even you guys, Jenny was like, "Wait, you're not picking the episode with Mark Hamill?" And I
2: too and, was shocked that no one picked that. I was like I, this close.
1: Yeah, and and I. Again, I love this show, but that episode is just okay. I mean, for me, the thing I love about this show is that it was a variety show, and I like song and dance. And before we move on, I have to also say to all of our fans out there, please feel free to tag Randy Wonton on any Muppet things you find online. Because he makes fun of me about loving the Muppets as much as I do, so I want people to inundate him with stuff. So that's Randy Walton. You'll find him on uh, ZTO TV. He was as our well. former host. Yeah, of our this former show. host who decided to leave us. So and you know, yeah. So go ahead, dig him. It's no, going. it's okay. The <laughs> show's gotten better. We have better guests. It's all good.
0: <laughs> so, <don't> anyways.
1: <laughs> So, so yes, I, I, I picked the, the Alice Cooper one because also when I was, I want to say, 13, um, I had a VHS tape that was the Muppets holiday special. And all it really was was uh, the episode that had Alice Cooper and Vincent Price. And because I also love Halloween, I absolutely love these two episodes. Um, later on in life, when I was a... Uh, assistant manager and a manager at a video store this same uh, VHS was there and uh, after they you know they mandated us to run the the loop thing that they play at video stores back then the little promotions at night I just said to myself and my staff if it's PG or G rated we can let it fly and we'll watch it. And this was on a constant loop for me because <laughs> again, the music. So let me let me start off. So the Alice Cooper episode. Um, yeah, like you said, kind of controversial because Hugely
0: controversial, actually. Yeah, it's not down it's by
1: Alice it. Alice Cooper. It's- Back then, Alice <laughs> Cooper was the Satan loving Alice Cooper,
2: and that was like the start of the Satanic Panic right around then. correct?
1: Yes, it was. Yep. <laughs> so you you have somebody who yeah, but what's so great about that episode? I mean, it starts off uh, like most episodes. Scooter comes in and and talks to the guests and five says, hey. minutes,
0: Mister Cooper. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's right. So he comes in and there's all these like monsters, and they're cool looking monsters. And I'm like, I've never seen any of these monsters. And sure enough, the the scooter goes to Alice Cooper. Mr. Cooper, um, where are all these monsters from? And he says, those aren't yeah, our monsters. Yeah, those aren't our <laughs> monsters. That's right. And and he's like, I know. <laughs> so it's like, he brought his own monsters. He's like, they're mine. They're mine, <laughs> exactly. So it's just incredible. Like, yeah, you get Alice Cooper with the Muppets. And yes, he does sing uh, a couple of his hits, like School's Out <laughs> And, and all of that, and it's welcome you know, okay, to, my nightmare. Welcome to yeah. my nightmare, that's actually what starts the show, which was mm-hmm. really cool but in this craziness of that is the Muppet show the, that I find so endearing and love, uh, especially in this episode as well was, you have this little quick scene with Fozzie going, he's in the cafeteria which was another running gag in a couple of the episodes, where he's going to see the nice, he's like, I want to see some niceness here, and then you find out he's a cafeteria and you know, these people have fangs and whatever. And then Robin, who is uh, Kermit's nephew, sings uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And it's such a powerful song and such a great song. But you'd think this is completely out of place
2: in The theme
1: <laughs> in the theme of this episode. Yeah. But I don't think that because it's fitting... With the Muppets They didn't care They did what they wanted um, And so Why the heck not And then uh, there's there's also another Song that I absolutely Love that is an earworm And it's in my head right now uh, Which is a once a year day uh, with, with really Cool monsters And I, while doing my research Because I was always like Where's this song from I'm like this is, I mean, I love this song, but I never really knew where it's from. So, you know, our trusty friend Google told me today when I did my research on it, it's from a 1957 movie called The Pajama Game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, one of those like My Fair Lady type uh, musicals, comedies. And uh, I heard the original and I'm like, this is just as fun as the one with the Muppets. <laughs> So I'm, I you know, paid the ninety nine cents on iTunes and bought it because you know that's what I do sometimes when I, yeah. So I, I don't know. And then another one of my favorite parts is uh, running gag through the whole episode is the story of Faust, uh, which everybody knows the story of Faust. You know, mm-hmm. sign a deal with the devil, which again goes back to. You have Alice Cooper and you're talking about signing your soul to the devil. And they actually mention the story of Fowls, <laughs> Cause Kermit and, and uh good old Gonzo here have this wonderful exchange about it. And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> and there's this thing, he's like trying to find a pen. And he's like, I'll do anything for a pen. I'll find myself for a pen. wait. <laughs> I have other plans for that. And I'm just like the the fact that oh, I don't know. It's just it's funny. It, it's still very entertaining. It's great. And and then uh,
0: Cooper said. If you don't mind, like I love my favorite yeah. thing about the entirety of the episode is the fact that you would think that the idea would be have Alice Cooper on here downplay the whole, you know, judicial, no, not Jim Henson, not the Muppets. They're like, we are going to so play up on a uh-huh. satanic theme that there's just no way you could miss it. You know, that whole scene with Miss Piggy and and Alice Cooper where he's trying to seduce her somewhere away from him. I mean, just the whole time, they just, they keep Satan I mean, the only thing they didn't do was have Alice Cooper and the Muppets play Dungeons and Dragons. That was the only thing that could possibly solidify the whole fear of Satan more. And yeah, I I love the boldness and the braveness of it. It was just like, like, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. The (laughs) duet with (laughs) Miss Piggy and, and Alice Cooper singing an Alice Cooper song, You and Me. Which is a, a song that, in you listen to the original song, it is a ballad. You know, you wouldn't think Alice Cooper does ballads. It's a 1977 song. It's a ballad. It's a it's a very interesting song. The the video is really weird too. Um, but the Muppet version is so much better because this this creature that uh, Miss Piggy turns into is super super cool. Um, and then this also has a. Uh, uh scene with uh, beaker and hunts and bunny do which uh, I think last year this this scene got redubbed and got kind of floated around it's uh, they they find a way to enlarge a virus <laughs> mm-hmm. and what's funny is when I when I saw it um, floating around Facebook it was they were talking they got redubbed and they obviously they talked about COVID and everything and I'm like oh my god I remember that episode. That's, you know, so yeah, I I geeked out. Um, Yes, I am totally gushing over this episode. I'll I'll admit it. It's, I love it. And then my second episode, I picked um, Steve Martin. Steve Martin is one of my favorite actors of all time. The man has made me laugh. And I think the first time I think I really, really laughed with him was in the Muppet movie. The scene with him, um, smell the bottle cap to Miss Piggy and and Kermit just makes me laugh so hard. And then, obviously, from the jerk to everything he's done to his current show, I mean, the, the man is just great. So this, this episode is about um, Steve <laughs> Martin being a guest. <laughs> yeah, Steve Martin becoming a, a guest on The Muppet Show. And then uh, Kermit comes out and says, sorry, this week's episode is going to be canceled because we're going to have tryouts for different things.
2: It was meta before meta was a thing. Exactly. It was like a show within a show within, within a show. show. Yeah. It was really cool, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and there's so many little like meta funny jokes of uh, Gonzo just trying to still outdo himself as he always did. And Fozzie, being insecure as he is... I, Fozzie is my spirit man, animal, I'll admit it. I was a little insecure as a kid, so I gravitated to him. I gravitated to most of uh, Frank Oz's characters, and, and Gazo because I'm a freaking weirdo. So, yeah. hey, And 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 this man, he's allowed to wear dresses, people. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm going to save my political stance on that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Steve Martin just does his old vaudeville uh, routine, yeah, and and it's and the whole episode is vaudeville, oh, yeah.
0: oh, yeah, completely. That. That yeah, completely. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Like, yeah. it's a vaudeville act, the whole thing. Yeah.
1: Was. You even have uh, the 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 wonderful hecklers,
0: Stadler, <laughs> and and
1: Waldorf, mm-hmm. do, do a dance and, and song, and and they get booed on this time, and it's just so like, yes, this is great and uh steve martin does one of my my favorite things because i've seen his stand-up where he makes balloon animals and Mm -hmm. it's just it's a funny gag i i'm i'm gonna save that for people to like i know you all have disney plus and if you don't look it up online it's hilarious it's absolutely hilarious so In the free
0: trial, then uh, cancel. Just watch the Muppet yeah, Show.
1: Exactly. Just watch the Muppet Show. Spend the hours and enjoy the Muppet Show because it's worth it. Um, so for the are,
0: current generation, it's necessary.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those those are my my two episodes. I could keep rambling, go but ahead. I don't want to take everybody's time up. So who wants to go next?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess <Nice>. I will.
2: <laughs> go ahead. Thanks. I picked uh, Carol Burnett. For one of my episodes because I um, I'm a performance artist as a lot of you know and I'm also I MC a lot of things and I really identify with funny ladies and she was one of those first like funny ladies that really kind of got the attention that she kind of deserved you know with the Carol Burnett show and all that stuff and uh, the episode opens with Um, she's at the front desk and she's like hey so I'm here to do the show and they're like Gonzo comes up and he's like oh no wait but we're doing a dance competition so she's trying to host this show with a dance competition of Muppets all around her the entire time and it gets to the point where she's like okay now let's disco and she gets them moving like really fast and she can get rid of all of them and so they'll drop off but it's so stinking cute the whole time and they're just kind of I don't know.
0: It's kind she gets of partnered with Animal. That made me so bad.
2: Oh, yeah, she does get partnered with animals. Yeah. And the entire time, she is just trying to do, and I still someday want to come the up lonely. with a thing, the Lonely Asparagus. <laughs> the
0: sketch. If
2: he just wants to do this, Look, Jenny, we should come up with a Lonely, the lonely asparagus, asparagus sketch. I <laughs> can do it sometime <laughs> and like, write this Lonely Asparagus sketch. But it was just all so so cute and enjoyable, and I haven't had a crap ton of time this week, so I only watched it through once, so my memory's a little bit wacky on it. It's been a crazy busy week, but I do remember the the parts about you know her and the the dance competition and all that stuff, and the lonely asparagus is what really sticks out for me um, My other one was John Denver because. Um, giant hippie as well and I remember the John Denver episode from childhood I don't I didn't remember the Carol Burnett episode but I did remember the John Denver episode because of the grandma's feather bed that is an earworm for me every now and again I'll hear in my brain you could fit eight kids and four hound dogs like it just will like and I'm also Appalachian so that was like, an. Extra, <laughs> I'm from Southern West Virginia. So like, that was an extra little bit of, you know, here you go. Warm your heart. And then when he sang, uh, inch by inch, it gave me a chills. And the beautiful, I mean, the flowers that they had made, the flower puppets and the vegetable puppets. And it was just a lovely, lovely episode the whole way around. And he was just so sweet. And even, even his sweet silly jokes were sweet.
0: I loved how he was sweet, but a little cruel too. He like, was he a kept, little cruel. Because there was that whole going to the swamp to camp out to oh, see where yeah, Kermit yeah. came yeah. through thick. Like, well, and he kept messing this with both, like, Miss Piggy and everybody else about what's in the swamp. And then he the end. He had to
2: have a sharp stick. So, <laughs> and she's like, for what? And she's in this luxurious. Designed she looked camping fabulous, outfit. by the way. Whoever
0: just dressed Miss Piggy for her camping, I was that like, damn, hands. girl.
2: Can we talk about that the hair, hair with the for hat. a second? <laughs> it was like that perfect s- swoop of an updo that she, whoever was in the hair department was just genius then. On a puppet like that, just crazy. Yeah, it was a
0: great outfit. It was
2: a see? great outfit. And he's like, shake your boots the next day. And every time she'd be like, oh, oh. So getting so much more nervous about it, and then Kermit, I like when Kermit came back at her uh, when he she's like, "Oh, we're gonna go to the swamp where you grew up, and all this horrible stuff, and this horrible stuff," and he's like, "Okay, so let's go back to where you grew up. Let's go back to the pigsty and roll around in the mud, and all this and that another. It was it was just really cute and sweet, and uh, yeah, that that episode just kind of has a special special place
0: it's folksy and like has that folksy. undercurrent of like how to mess with people with the you know jim henson's humor that the satire and that little subtle digs that are in there
2: and i couldn't rem- i didn't remember how like sla- I've been a while since i'd watched any because you know i'm mostly a fan of the fantasy i do love the muppet stuff too but i'm mostly a fan of the fantasy but i've forgotten how slapstick ridiculous it all was and my partner just goes they were all high do you not remember that like jim henson was huge on getting high so that made a lot more sense in context
1: um there's a lot of episodes i mean i'm surprised they weren't censored by disney plus uh that you can tell I mean, John am John high. <laughs> oh, yeah, one hundred
0: percent. And I'm not
1: talking 100%. just the guests. I'm talking no, I, like, like you the, can tell the puppet
2: that performers,
1: the, the oh, puppet yeah. performance are high, and and the subject matter. If you really peel those layers, uh, layers out, you'll be like, "Oh, this is a weed joke." Okay, cool. One
2: hundred percent. One hundred percent. This okay, joke's great. about
1: munchies. Okay, I get oh. it.
2: And I mean, going back show. to your uh, the Alice Cooper episode, where Robin all of a sudden like sings "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" just randomly. The first thing that I thought was like the Monty Python lead ons. Now for something completely different. <laughs> like it just was just like.
0: Yeah, I think they wanted that contrast
1: for sure. I, I love you that did. contrast in that episode because it's so it it really is because you think okay, this is just gonna halt everything, but because that song is so powerful, yeah, and it's just sung beautifully. I'm just like, I'm like I, it's it's just as good as anything with else. Muppets
2: and rainbows. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't hear. The, I can't hear Kermit doing the the Rainbow Connection in the swamp with the banjo. I can't hear the original without weeping, but I can sing it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I sang it last weekend at a gig. I don't know.
0: But
2: <laughs> yeah, it's really weird how that how somehow that power of some little green puppet, whether it's Robin or Kermit, will just get in there with you and you'll just be like all just a weepy mess all of a sudden at least for me it's just such a like childhood hook just gets in I just
0: think Jim Henson had a way of being able to hit you in the gut because you could feel how they would feel hopeful and forlorn at the same time you know I mean I think that was really what would hit you because it hit you about your own loneliness and your own hope to be able to connect you know, with other people. And that's kind of what the whole Muppet show was about. It was about this diversity connecting Mm -hmm. along with a lot of like really inappropriate jokes for people our age when we were watching them as children, but that actually made it better.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, he made it in a way that we could grow with it. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, There's an episode and I don't know which one it was. I'll have to look it up later, but it's a version of my guitar gently weeps. That's on one of them, and I don't remember which one it was. But it like
0: would it be Prince's? That would kind of make sense.
2: I don't know. Was but he, like, he was
0: on one of the
1: episodes? It was. It was on Muppets. That's that's Muppets Tonight, and that was
0: Prince. Okay.
2: okay. Was it Prince? But it I mean, was there was Prince. a Muppet that was singing it, and then the version of "Time in a Bottle" that I believe Floyd's. Is it Floyd or is it a scientist that sings that?
1: Oh, that's um, that's also from Muppets Tonight, which. Disney Plus. If you're listening, please put that back please, on because I, I had one season. an hour. And, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it all. Um, but yes, time in a bottle. You're right. That that is amazing. That gets you.
2: That yeah. gets you. That made me fall in love with that song, and then it made me later on discover all of the rest of the works of Jim Croce. So that show was such a good way of introducing people our age to that sort of the music diversity as well and then later on we were able to go and when we were in our teens and early 20s go I remember this like have this slight little member berry from being a kid and hearing this song on this show and let me look into the entirety of the catalog of this artist and you know
1: exactly opened, I mean like, like I so said much. I just paid for a song of a movie musical from
2: 1957 yeah <laughs> so yeah I almost did it's Paul been, Simon I was like yeah. really close to doing Paul Simon because my partner was like you got to do Paul Simon I was like ah, I want to do a woman I want to do a funny lady but mm-hmm. I wish I had done Paul Simon though. It's
0: all yeah, right. I think that Carol episode was a great so, choice
2: it was so beautiful was so beautiful yeah. and he was so funny on it
0: True, but Carol Burnett was amazing and I agree with you you know like I kind of wish I'd picked Bill's Diller for the reason like you picked Carol Burnett because it was like again another person who broke through the glass ceiling it was like Betty White, Carol Burnett, Lucille Ball. Uh, oh. You know, I mean, they just, Phyllis Diller, they were just the forefront of, you know, just breaking through as female yeah. comedians and directors and producers and writers and, you know, and uh, I think that the Carol Burnett like Muppet show Episode also was like kind of a good analogy for the chaos of probably what what she had to deal with, you know, as a woman trying to do, you know, like where she was supposed to do this and then somebody else just threw something else in the middle and she had to make the best with what they left her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really just seems like that was her showing this is what a woman goes through and she's trying to
2: you know i didn't think yeah. about that that's that's excellent
0: i mean it may not be what it was supposed to be but it really is how
2: it, be, it is sure. to me now it's a good metaphor
1: but again there are so many layers it with this oh, show yeah. and that's that's what's really just great about it because i mean not every episode is the same you you have yeah. some episodes that like have one song if if that i mean there was a, there's uh an episode i can't think of the name but it was this weird uh kind of like installation art group and they do like you know little weird stuff with their bodies and they create stuff and i'm I mean, they don't sing anything and it's yeah. but it's so fascinating and it's mm-hmm. just like this is so cool so i i mean again it's it's worth just watching I mean just if you even just start and go like oh I like this this artist or I like this person okay I'm gonna watch it if and they need to start
2: else. with Mark Hamill they can start with Mark Hamill they because don't have cute. to it's they cute. don't
1: have to again I didn't I'm a Star Wars buff and I didn't I pick know. Mark Hamill I mean I, I will admit one of my favorite parts in that episode is when Mark Hamill meets Luke Skywalker
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean it's pretty funny because Mark Hamill makes fun of Luke Skywalker And and I watched an interview, like, a couple years ago, where they asked Mark Hamill about that episode, and he's like, yeah, I got called in at the last minute to do that, because originally it was supposed to be the droids, Chewbacca, and that's it. And then they kind of, like, pulled him off the set of what was then a secret movie, i.e., empire strikes back which is why he wears the empire strikes back clothes so yeah fun trivia that was the first time you actually saw that outfit so
0: so speaking of fun trivia so i chose um vincent price and harry belafonte for my two. um and vincent price for obvious reasons if you've been following along with either of these podcasts i love vincent price i think he's a hilarious man and an awesome man and just like kind of a renaissance man for his age and it's funny because we know him as a horror icon but he actually most of his movies were not horror movies that happened later in his life but they were so just iconic because he has this presence and he's another person who also was flawed like way back before world war ii he was um unfortunately he thought hitler was a pretty cool person and then like and he finally had a lot to do with his midwestern upbringing german pride and all that stuff and then he Finally opened his eyes and looked around and like in 1938 he was like severely embarrassed that he'd ever ever like fell for that crap and he became like this big huge proponent of diversity and anti-racism and anti-fascism and he you know was one of those people that flat out apologized for ever holding fascist beliefs or any kind of like reverence for Hitler at the time or Hitler's you know um, philosophy and I think that makes him even better the fact that he went from there and said you know what I'm wrong and I'm sorry we need more of that <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and it speaks to his character in general like he was really humble and he embraced everything you know what I mean like when he did any role it didn't matter how stupid or silly or ridiculous he went full bore you know? <laughs> like,
2: he put all,
0: <laughs> yeah everything into it everything and that was like Edward Cisner he was in his 90s I think yeah, yeah. And he died actually sh- during the shooting of it, I believe, uh, or at least while it was being shot, not necessarily on set or anything, but which is why he was only in so little of the movie. But um that was his last film appearance for sure. But yeah, just a great guy and just hilarious. And I, like if you watch the episode, you could see where he like purposely goes a little goofy because he knew he was on a kids oh, show. Yeah. So like this scene that's behind me, you know, where he was supposed to be going through this brutal transformation, where you knew if he was doing it for like a horror audience, he would have gone a different route. But instead, he was just being silly about it, you know. It was wonderful, and um, and I'll also bunch of you about this. This was the first appearance of Uncle Deadly.
2: Uncle Deadly is one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. So this is <laughs> I was just Uncle gonna Deadly talk about to Uncle Deadly. That. So, yeah, uh, it wasn't his first like where he was like highlighted, but this was the first time he ever popped up on the Muppet show. And um, so that is another reason why I like this episode, because I do adore Uncle Deadly as well. Um, But the whole episode is so twisted. Like, I would say in many ways it's much more twisted than the Alice Cooper one. Alice Cooper is a lot more frightful. You know what I mean? Like they put a lot more... um, special effects and everything into it and this one they didn't but what they did and it was twisted as fuck Like it opens with a guy with a monster eating another creature and singing yeah. I got you under my skin and then the I, creature I that he love, ate keeps popping out of his face
1: <laughs> I love that version uh, I mean <laughs> when I think of that song you know people are like oh they think of a uh, Sinatra and think of other people I think of that version again because I had that VHS and I watched it nonstop. um but
0: it's just so cool, <laughs> so, twisted. Just so
2: twisted. It is. Like, I, monster, I, I was looking I at it like this, this is, is a little messed up. Like it's no wonder we are weird.
1: I mean, oh. and, and just the the, the 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 deep voice of the monster goes, you know, <laughs> and it's just like.
0: I, and then he escapes yeah. and he eats a mac and cheese. And there's and the whole. Yeah. Sorry, go
1: ahead. I was going to say it's just so technically really just. You look at it and you're like, "Oh my gosh, that's just incredible!" But all it was was a black sheet. <laughs> I mean, it was a black what? sheet, and then just kind of little guy, and you know, then the big. I'm just like, it. It just it. It's just crazy how you know, you don't need see high tech CGI. You can just do something as little as a sheet, and it just blows your mind. At least it does yeah. me, and it still does.
0: Because, be- yeah. I mean, like I said, it wasn't as as spooky looking in a sense as Alex Cooper was, but it was a lot more creepy and twisted. And there was a whole other like newsroom scene where they bring up that, you know, <laughs> Vincent Price is a gourmet chef or gourmet cook, and um, yeah. wow. so they have like the the gourmet Edie and then another gourmet cook, and the, the monster just eats people going down. as you know, by the time it ends, he's like starting to munch on Kermit the Frog, and it's just so, it's so funny, it's so wrong. And then you know, and then you think Vincent Price would try to stop, and he's like, no. I like frog's legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just amazing. Um, and then the scene behind me actually is funny because like I said, uh, Vincent Price comes in looking like a vampire and Uncle Deadly his beautiful assistant. And um, he starts going through a transformation. Like he turns into this monster and he gets mean. And he's like, oh no, there's something different. What day is it? It's New Year's Day. Oh no. And he turns into Jack Parnell, which if you don't know is the the conductor for the band for the Muppet show. I mean, that's not all he was. He was well renowned and known as a jazz band orchestra conductor, but he did the Muppet show the whole three seasons. He was the conductor for it. And, um, even got buddy rich, the drummer to be on, to be the drummer for the Muppet show as well. So (laughs) it's just funny that how, like that, you know, that, that they did a little ode to Jack (laughs) Parnell in that show. And you'd have to like, probably nowadays you'd have to look it up, you know, like, during the 76, when this happened, you would know damn well who Jack Cornell was.
2: <laughs> okay, so if you hear a little bell, my bad cat is behind the, <laughs> behind the speaker right now. She's
0: no problem. <laughs> you yeah. hear dogs here, that's what happens. There's so.
2: cats everywhere. They're just <laughs> everywhere.
0: So, so I, know, I thought the Vincent Price one was super fun. Just no real deep message in it or anything, but, you know, just a fun, fun episode and shows why we're all twisted.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, I, I, I was going to say, in, in that episode, and you can just watch Vincent Price embrace his inner childhood, mm-hmm. and, it, and it just comes out in such a way, because yes, people kind of know Vincent Price is one way, and I think he took it, he's like, oh, I'm going to a kid's show, so I'm going to act like a kid, and he does, but he does it in such a way that it's still like, I'm Vincent Price, <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be silly, Vincent Price. Yes. And I'm going to have a smile on my face most of the time. And it's just, you could tell he was having a fun time, enjoyed himself immensely. And yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I, I, I've seen that episode
0: a lot. <laughs> my other pick was Harry Belafonte. Now, Harry Belafonte is one person who I have found no disappointing news about. The man is that like 94 years old. That may be my new old. favorite. He's too. Yeah, I, didn't I, mean, know.
2: I didn't know how good that one was.
0: So I picked him because I've been running across him more and more lately because of all of his activism, which I was immensely ignorant of up until like the last three years. So, I mean, I knew Harry Belafonte sung the banana boat song. I knew that from Beetlejuice, you know, what I mean? <laughs> and other things. But um, Calypso, I knew he was like what brought Calypso to the States and made it really popular. Like I knew all that, but I was not aware of the level of activism this man had all his life and still, still going strong. And, you know, there's um, a wonderful documentary. I think it's on the Peacock um, app called The Sit-In. And it's uh, about when he took over the the Tonight Show, which hugely tragically they recorded over most of those episodes. But some guy actually has the audio that he recorded when it was happening. Um, but they, they did a huge documentary about him and what he did. And like, you know, like he had his own show for a while, which was a music and dance show. Um, and he had to integrated. Caps with integrated dancers and the horse. The station told him you, you had to. You can do black or you can do white. You cannot mix them together. bond <laughs> Belafonte said, "Stop me," and so they canceled him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I mean, he was there. He was about you know the poverty marches, um anti-racism, equality. Just he was in it and on everything. Like I think he also shows up in "I Am Not Your Negro." um James, uh, another documentary, another excellent documentary that I highly recommend. And he's just a well-spoken, just amazing. Just from the heart kind of person that doesn't seem like he's ever given up like in, in 94 that's pretty impressive because I'm tired at 46 and I've only been trying for like maybe a decade you know right, I mean? right so just incredible man and I'll tell you what it's kind of silly but when he starts seeing the bannon Boat song on the Muppet show it like punched me in the gut because like Same. it's weird the impact of it, it it's okay. not a profound song on any level but when you see him actually sing it, and the smoothness, and the way it's, oh, yeah. he just projects, it's just like, it's astounding. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, come and we will go home. Hey, he said, damn, he said, them he said, damn, he said, damn, he said, damn and even heartfelt like you could feel this is somebody who has like been working really hard and wants to go home
2: <laughs> and let's it's, be honest he's not hard on the eyes either no oh, he was not hard on He
0: just still kind of looks good at 94 <laughs> yeah
2: yeah he's, he's a so, handsome man <laughs>
0: very handsome yeah And uh, just a smooth, beautiful voice. And Mm. now I don't know, I tried to fact check this, and I just can't believe that it's true that this is the first time it was performed on television, but that's what the skit says. So I haven't found anything to confirm or deny it, but I don't know, maybe there was recorded concerts that were done before or something. But I can't imagine that Deo had never been sung on TV by Harry Belafonte prior to, I think that was 1978.
1: I'll allow it. I'll
0: allow it. I mean, <laughs> okay. You know, that's what they said on the Muppet show. So we'll go with it, but it's just really funny. Cause that's the whole skit. The whole skit is like, you know, the first time he's being sung on TV and Fonzie's running the Muppet show that night, he's writing the script and taking care of everything like Hermit normally would. And he wants it to be perfect. And is goofy as hell. And he keeps getting interrupted in the middle of singing. So Fonzie can like figure things out. He's like, what's a tally man. What else do we need? We need it to be perfect. And you can just,
2: We need bananas. Bananas.
0: It's a banana boat song. And you know, yeah, this creature that's coming with pineapples and eggplants. (laughs) And you see Bella Ponte like getting a little chuckle and in between, starting to sing. But my favorite part, my favorite part of it, is when the black tarantula shows up
2: on his shoulder. I knew it was coming too, and I still was like, "It's like the cutest black tarantula." (laughs) So
0: cute. But uh, what's the most deep and point thing? So Harry Belafonte, when he, when he was asked to go on, he said, I want to put a message in here if I can. And Jim Henson's like, of course you can, please. And um, so he tells the story and sings a song about, you know, meeting a storyteller from from Guinea and about, you know, we are all from the sun, we all are over the earth, you know, and these things make the world go around. And it's when we understand each other and care for each other that it turns the world around. And it's um, a very nice little scene where he explains it and then you hear the song and it's beautiful and um you know that that's just what it should be and it's you know 1978 and it's still true today that if we took the time to fucking understand each other we would not be jackasses like we are. We would not be in the mess that we are. You know? mm-hmm. We wouldn't be destroying the earth. We wouldn't be killing each other. We wouldn't be having arguments about whether or not to wear a mask and to save each other from a fucking pandemic. Then yeah. We wouldn't be having this. You know what I mean? We would just be understanding each other. But, you know, we get caught up in our own stories. And even when we hear other people's stories, we want to put our own story in it. Not so that we can build empathy and understanding. We just want to overwrite their story with our story. And um, it's, until it changes, we're just going to keep going down the pit, man. <laughs> just...
2: Well, I also, I had a thought with that, uh, with, you know, we've been facing in the dance community, as Jenny knows, the, the rearing of cultural appropriation. They, the, um, the conversation has, you know, ebbed and flowed over the last few years. And it should be a conversation, 100%. But I had the thought how do I feel about this scene with the African masks in terms of appropriation versus appreciation? And I came to the conclusion that that scene, that song and that scene and that little show, that little goofy show is one of the best examples of cultural appreciation that exists that I've I agree
0: 100 it was yep. done
2: so beautifully those uh-huh. puppets of those African masks I'm getting chills right now just thinking of them they are so incredibly beautiful and the one that's like kind of got the bulbous bulbous middle I was like "Ooh, is that like is that kind of an icky it's an instrument yeah it's a puppet of a shaker instrument when I looked at it, I was like oh <gasps> This is so incredibly genius that he would put an African instrument as a puppet. This cat is just tearing up this box that this is sitting on. I'm sorry. It's
0: okay. <laughs> we barely heard. Don't worry about it.
2: Her name is Nadja, if that tells you anything. She's like <laughs> naturally born bad.
0: But you know, I agree 100% because, yeah, it was, I mean, it was an African song from an African, you know, storyteller you know, and they put these masks and I believe they actually did some research to actually make traditional looking yeah. African masks. They weren't trying to make goofy parodies. They were
2: right, it going straight out for
0: authenticity. And, you know, in case you hadn't noticed, Harry Belafonte, although not African, he is black American. Um, I forgot which island he's from. I'm sorry. Somewhere in the Caribbean. <laughs> sorry, that's so I bad.
2: Have my magic box. We'll figure yeah, it out Yeah, right I, I now. apologize.
0: It just left my brain. It gets so bad. Uh, like you know, right when you want it it's gone but you know uh-huh.
2: that's what 40 so, something does to you
0: oh that's what has been that way since I was in my 20s unfortunately well, actually all my life but yeah can't say it got better when I hit my 40s but yeah but you know I mean so I, I don't want to get too comfortable but yeah if you had like some random white guy with some really horrible looking fake like voodoo masks it would have been terrible but this is not what this was <laughs>
1: No no i I agree there's a lot of episodes and 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 I, and i I, I do uh, again re-watching the show it it was a different world um, when the show was on and i I will commend uh, Disney. For... I guess actually Harry
0: Belafonte was from Harlem. He, oh, he was, from <laughs> Harlem.
2: He was uh, the child of an Afro Jamaican and Scottish Jamaican.
0: So Jamaica was the island where yeah. his heritage came from. Sorry. Nice. Sorry go ahead, John Paul. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but... I
2: was
1: going to say um, so the episodes are not edited um, on Disney. Plus. Um, and you would think, especially in, in the world we, we live in right now, where there's been a lot of backlash and a lot of stuff where where stuff is getting edited out because of retro, whatever. Um, they put a disclaimer on, on certain episodes. And I like that they do that.
2: Me personally. too. I was not mad about that disclaimer. I remember yeah. a lot of the, the Fox News crowd were like, oh, they're canceling the Muppets. And then I looked at the disclaimer and I was like, oh no no they're not canceling anything they're just warning people that you know we had some ideas in the 70s that were not so great right. and we should they've evolved and we're better now but we yeah. still want to present right them.
0: and and, yeah. and or again it's just a lack of understanding of the symbolism you know what i mean I, like it,
1: exactly i mean yeah there there are some some episodes that uh, you know these stuff in the background you're like oh well i'm shocked that's there but then that's your head now Mm-hmm. back then it was different but if we have conversations and talk about it as opposed to just write out canceling it i think that things would definitely be better and i think that's why jim Hansen embraced he, i mean he really did he embraced everybody everything i mean there there's a there's as as you know there's an episode where you know Gonzo is a whatever or a weirdo however he wants to call himself but you also have a bear a pig a frog you know and all kinds of different creatures mm-hmm. and and that's what they are and and, and like I, like i said earlier recently the new muppet baby show with this guy had its own little controversy because Gonzo put on a dress
0: <gasps> the horror no i'm kidding okay it's just so silly okay is gonzo so silly. is a
1: whatever and always has been a whatever and if you watch the muppet show gonzo wears a dress upon time or another
0: oh yeah oh he yeah. puts Fine. on
1: whatever
0: yeah so well you know it's interesting because like i believe it was the carol Burnett. Uh, episode where during the dance marathon where you have a i think a moment where a guy where gonzos says something about like a guy can't dance with a guy or something like that exactly yes you exactly. know exactly but if you pay attention to the intro to every freaking muppet show the the line that goes it's time to put on makeup it's sung by the male puppets or exactly. seemingly male puppets yeah. well, theater <laughs> you know?
2: theater men put on makeup in theater
0: but yeah. still you would yeah, expect let's... it you know the way that gender assignment goes that it would be the women singing that you know so it's, it's really interesting how you could tell that like i think henson purposely had the men's putting up makeup yeah. and a guy dancing with another guy being weird i don't i think at the time he just wasn't thinking about it yeah or he was making you want to think about it like well why is that so weird
1: why is that so weird you exactly. know why
0: can't a guy dance with a guy like you know and that's the thing about henson is you really unless you could have asked him you just didn't know if he was putting stuff in there to make you question it or just was not paying attention at the time because it was 1970 and people weren't thinking about that. You know what right? I <laughs> mean? Because that was just the status.
2: Was, that, was he really accidentally woke? Like <laughs> Maybe. Oh.
1: I mean, and, and again, I mean, we we live in, in a world where people are, like, shocked that people are coming out. I mean, they, that's what yeah, mean, to me sometimes. There you go. I mean, Cassandra Peterson's
0: an excellent example. That is what I was yay. just going to say.
1: I yeah. mean, oh, my gosh. The virus guy. Oh, who <laughs> fucking cares? Do you still enjoy her stuff? Yes. The majority
2: of the population yeah. was like, "Woohoo! Yeah. in a relationship with a woman. Yay!"
1: But, but again, I, I mean, it's. it's I, I hope we get to the point where it's like, okay, <laughs> so what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, I remember going to Horror Hound uh with randy again if if you guys want to make fun of him tag him on any muppets um and we we got in line to see clive barker and you know he kind of peeked out and he had these like weird fluorescent pants and this weird loud shirt and i didn't think anything of it randy's anything of it the guy in front of us go is clive barker gay and and so Randy and I heard this and we're like, guess what? He's really gay. And he's like, no, not Clive Barker, blah, 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 blah. I go, do you like the movie Nightbreed? And the guy's like, yeah. I go, it's about coming out. <laughs> the guy's got so red faced that he got out of line and just said, screw this. I'm like you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my language, as we're trying to keep this clean for a Muppet episode. But I mean, uh, I'm just like,
0: I don't think we're ever trying to keep it clean. I'm all sorry. right,
1: I guess not. I don't know. <laughs> but, but it's never a goal of
0: mine. There you
1: go. But I mean, it just it, it blew my mind. It's like, oh my gosh, I just blew this guy's mind because Clyde Parker is gay. <laughs> I'm like.
0: Yeah, no, that would be
2: great. Like- I think that a lot of the BDSM open ideas and things that Clive Barker incorporated came from. I don't <laughs> know, but yeah, the <laughs> leather and all that. Hmm. Mm,
1: I know, but <laughs> it's just like I said, it, it bothered this guy so much that he just like I'm getting out of line. I mean, and the thing is, we had been already in that line for about an hour <laughs> to get an autograph. just
0: like you're dumb yeah you know it's it's frustrating because we should be at a point where that kind of shit should not matter like it's like who you love you know other than it's interesting to know but now it's still the point where you know the representation needs to be there so these you know stars and actors and icons coming out still matters you know and still matters to see you know brave strong women out there that aren't in the traditional mother roles or you know and it still matters to have diversity and and appearance and nationality and origination and orientation. It all still matters because it's just, you know, I mean, Pixie, and you and I, when we grew up, there was so very, I mean, even in the Muppets cast, like the main Muppets, oh, 100%. There, there was Miss Piggy was your main female. Every oh, now and then Janice yeah. popped out there and then there was Camille. This is my spirit animal, though. I love Janice and I love uh, Miss Piggy.
1: Camilla was pretty awesome.
2: <laughs>
0: Camilla, Camilla the chicken was very good. awesome, too. But, you know, I mean, that's that's basically what we got, you yeah. know. And yeah. really, of them, only Miss Piggy was a featured Muppet. You You're know, right. And You're I never
2: right. liked her. I never identified with her or liked her. I loved her I strength.
0: But I, I found her, her very princessy.
2: And I like her badassery <laughs> when she's badass. But I don't like the high-maintenance thing.
0: Yeah. That always hard Because I don't want to be deal that with. kind of
2: a chick. I'm always, like, afraid to be that. I'm like, no, 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 no.
0: It's just not who I am. No. You know?
2: I'm one of the nerds, man, not me.
0: Yeah, you know? I go handle my own shit. I don't need some frog to take care of it for me. Yeah. But I loved how she would just, you know, karate chop somebody in the throat if they fucked with her. Exactly. I admired that greatly you know she, she even talked ha- Alice like, Cooper he, he standard, and she was trying to get somebody to meet her standard you know yep. it would just be yeah. better to have somebody meet your standard instead of trying to force the frog up and do it you know <laughs> which I would say in the later Muppet movies and stuff like that it kind of where she ended up we're like no I'm not forcing this anymore
1: no no she'd be doing like, oh, her yeah. own
0: thing so but yeah I mean so she wasn't like in my opinion as as you noted too she wasn't the best female representation for us girls out there, honestly, yeah. other than the fact that she would crack a dude in the throat. But <laughs> but um yeah, that, and the Janice yeah. was cool, but you know I mean? She's barely ever showed up, and basically Janice was so laid back that I don't think she had standards. Um, I think
2: she was supposed to be stoned out of her
0: mind. She the was gun, just for
1: a hippie sure. that enjoyed her dope. I mean, it's just like leave her alone. She's
0: just getting yeah. her me- mellow buzz but that on. That was our representation. <laughs>
2: In The talk. Muppets the Muppets Tonight, which was the show that was fairly recent, which is a great show. I wish that it was like their talk show. I think Janice had more of a role. I think she was like director of something or other. Maybe like social media or something. I don't remember, but it was really cute. She had like way more of a role in that. That was a great show, and I hate that it's gone. That it was really kind of the... Uh, the Muppets show for I guess the adult Us they tried they tried yes
1: it it, it it i I think it was also very a a very much meta show it reminded oh, yeah. me of kind of like the office and that kind of oh, yeah thing so. I think that
2: was their I think that was their kind yeah. of their thing
1: and I think what uh, that one's called Muppet now
2: Muppet was
1: it yeah, I think it's Muppet called Muppet Terror. now
2: I think. Yeah. I'm going to double check that. M- not that the- I don't believe you,
1: but no, 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 I it's remember okay. that. Because Muppets, but- to- Muppets Tonight, that was the one in the right. 90s.
2: And that's the-, the one that had the purple guy, the saxophone player, right? And yes, I remember his name.
1: Uh, I love him. Floyd. No, no, sorry, not Floyd. Um,
2: ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, he's my other favorite besides Pepe and uh, Uncle Deadly. Shoot.
1: Oh, what is his name? Because he's he's a catfish. Yes. Um. Gosh, what is his name?
2: I'm not look Cletus.
1: Up it's not Cletus. Muppets
2: now! You're 100% right. I apologize.
1: No, it's all right.
2: I'm, I'm going to look up Catfish Muppet. My phone was like, okay, since you're looking up at Clifford.
1: Clifford, see? I knew it was a C. There and he's go. got
2: these gorgeous dreadlocks, and he's just yeah. like, He's beautiful, but I mean, I can understand why.
1: Yeah, that was that was the know. show where they they ran a TV station. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They
1: it, and they was and they tried to do a variety show out of it, but it, it you know, and again, it was a little after Jim Henson had left that Brian Henson took over a lot of the production of that, which I admit I do enjoy how much weirder Brian was than his father. Brian uh, Henson uh, brought uh, to us Muppet Treasure Island, which is- Forest Escape. Yeah. Um, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes. And then just recently-
2: Muppet the, Haunted Me.
1: Well, that and <laughs> and the Melissa McCarthy- <laughs>
2: Yeah. What was that Muppet called? It was Happy Time, Happy time, time murders. murders. Happy Time.
1: The adult Muppet movie. That
0: most Muppet porn. There's Muppet wanted. porn. It
2: is porn. <laughs> the silly string.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Peter Jackson did do weird Muppet sex first with oh, me. Yeah. Which, if anybody wants to watch it, it's on Tubi. It's really weird. It's. And the it's best way fantastic. to describe
2: it is
1: if you take the muppets and you take pulp fiction and you put it in a blender yes. and that's where you get the feebles yes <laughs> with some crazy aussie new zealand comedy
2: <laughs> it's so good i need to go back and watch it again it's
1: yeah it's it, I, I introduced it to uh friends of mine years ago and they were just like yeah, you're no longer allowed to pick anything.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure my partner has seen that, and he is a huge, I'm talking huge Lord of the Rings movie Uh-oh. fan. Well, then, and I'm not sure he's seen that, so I may have to ruin his life a little bit. Ru-
1: ruin it. I mean... I
0: mean, yeah. That's what good partners do.
1: That would say, yeah, <laughs> so that, fucked
2: up. That now and, we've all said fuck.
1: Yeah, there you go. And if he, fuck, if he hasn't seen Bad Taste, I think that's on uh, Amazon Prime. That's another great Peter Jackson movie. Uh, so yeah, and, he, and and if you really want to go down the well, uh, look for the draft. There's a there's a synopsis draft of uh, Peter Jackson's original take on what Nightmare Elm Street Six was going to be: uh, the Dream Lover. <laughs>
0: Nothing yeah. about that, sounds, that just sounds. I just feel. I mean, brilliant. yeah. No. Nothing sounds like. Hey, the, night imagery night that pops the into my lover. brain about Freddy Krueger <laughs> and what his dick might look like is just not.
1: Well, sorry, welcome to Nightmare I mean, if you watch the scene with Patricia Arquette getting that worm, eh, it's a penis.
2: <laughs> eh, it's <a> penis. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten that scene. Thank you. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> so, out, the back muppets, back right? so the
0: muppets right oh. <laughs> <laughs> on a more summer <laughs> note so like um you know, so jim henson when he died they had a huge memorial service and you can yeah. find it for free on youtube and if you really want a reason to cry um there's it's worth watching that. though it really yeah is. but i would say harry belafonte's memorial to him was pretty much summed it up amazingly and it's like there's a 10 minute youtube clip of it um, and then if you want, you can go watch part two, which is him singing Turn the World Around Again. Um, and they have a lovely African dancer that comes out and dances in the aisle, too. It's amazing. But um, I, I recommend it. And, you know, again, if you really want to ball your eyes out, watch the entirety of the memorial. And you can actually even see the Muppets as pallbearers. And
1: <laughs> I, I watched it. I Bad cried. and funny it was and good. amazing.
0: And um, thanks to Betsy White for pointing it out to me in general. Otherwise, I would have never looked up. The Jim Henson Memorial because I wouldn't. I've seen
2: it. clips of it, and if you know, that will be on my list of you know, when you really like need to throw up and you're like, oh, I need to throw up and you need to think about something gross. Well, sometimes I get that like emotional pent up and I'm like, I really need to bawl like an idiot, so I'll watch something like that to like tip me over the edge. Yeah, if you need a catharsis, it it'll, yeah, tip. Your sadness it'll out. tip you, just emotional vomit, just yeah.
0: <laughs> it'll do that. But, you know, meanwhile, though, The Muppet Show, a lot of worthwhile. Like, I, I don't think any episode will disappoint you. I oh. I caught part of the Sylvester Stallone
1: episode. I, I really enjoyed that episode. <laughs> Which also. is super fun one. It <laughs> is
0: uh, sly. Uh,
1: I mean, and this is.
0: It's actually some it, of his best work in my opinion. It <laughs> really is.
1: It's just so damn entertaining because well,
2: I'll go watch that while fun. I'm finishing my sewing because I'm not allowed to watch ghost programs anymore because my partner left for Pennsylvania for the weekend and I'm staying here so I'll go watch Muppets I'll go watch this to I mean, episode <laughs> it, it,
1: that, just yeah watch watch some more Muppets that's I yeah. mean that's what sums up this episode is the show's on Disney Plus you can get all fun clips of music on YouTube for free it's it's just such a fun show yeah. uh and it's just it Dude, opens i'm serious harry
0: bell if Harry chasing dale on the damn muppets tell me it doesn't kick you in the gut so it's good. so amazing so good <laughs> it's just so amazing yeah watch the muppets like i said do the free trial and then like cancel it immediately if you don't want to pay for it which is fine because disney doesn't really well, need you want
2: to keep it until halloween's over though because you want to watch um yeah, time it, Man- it so
0: you can watch Man- haunted muppet haunted mansion that's right <laughs> then, then
2: <laughs> i got so pumped when i said i know i commented i think under john paul's stuff and i was like i get pepe the shrimp and darren chris in the same film oh yeah. i can't even start and it.
1: and I'll, I'll tell you something this this muppet mansion has been in talks and in the works since 1999
2: Wow. After,
1: after Muppets from Space came out, and that's when Sony owned the Muppets for a while. Um, yeah, I'm a nerd when it comes to the Muppets. Wow, um, <laughs> that's why we they, love you. They they they, they talked about One it. And reasons. if you own that DVD, uh, you'll you'll enjoy because there's running commentary with they do like a mystery science theater 3000 thing where the Muppets do commentary on their own movie which
0: is Is it the Muppet in space
1: one you're talking about yeah Muppets of space which is they do
2: commentary on
1: it uh, yeah it's (gasps) it's hilarious it's like mystery (gasps) science theater yeah and at the end at at the end uh, a surprise Muppet I won't say who comes in and he goes I'm sorry I was in this other movie with this Jarjai character (gasps) (laughs) yeah it's pretty funny um but but they, at the end credits, they said, coming soon, Muppet Haunted Mansion. Wow.
0: So I so, never got
1: it, but I'm getting it now.
0: <laughs> so, i have yeah. to be honest. I am not a huge Disney World fan just because there's tons of people. I think it's over and played movie. And, but I've always loved the Haunted Mansion. Like, that's the one thing that anytime I had to go to Disney for whatever reason, I would be like, where's the Haunted Mansion? Put me in the Haunted Mansion. I want to play the haunted mansion. I don't know why I love that place so much, but I, I like haunted houses in general. That was my favorite ride at any amusement park. I kind of like really miss the stupid, You're really a spooky person. Does <laughs> It's always fun, and you know, and the haunted mansion wasn't particularly like trying to get in your face scary, but it was creepy and lovely. And, it was-
2: Fun and creepy, of course
1: So I lived in Florida And we went to Disney World And this was before that ride even opened We ended up moving back to Ohio
0: So I've never experienced
1: that ride But (laughs) I kind of experienced that ride uh, This past summer On YouTube There is Someone filmed themselves It's a first person view Like you're on it and I watched it with my wife, and she's like, oh, my gosh, this is just like it. And if you, and I had the surround sound going, and it was really cool because she's like, this is exactly like the ride. She's like, you almost feel like you're on it. And I'm like, Ooh. good, because I finally got to do the ride.
2: <laughs> and they didn't take it down? Nope. That's really it was shocking. Actually,
1: it was actually done by Disney.
0: Oh, okay. So they're not going to take Yeah. Money. Well, I guess it makes sense that they want to promo it more and, yeah. you know, I mean, they're going to get a profit out of that one way or the other. But
1: but it's really cool because it, it you're, it feels like you're, they, they even do like kind of, cause I, again, I didn't do the ride, but my wife told me like, when you're in line, you get to see like all this like really cool stuff. It feels like you're in line, you're moving along and it's like, you're the person. So it's a bad for, So like if I had VR goggles, I would be like, Okay, I'm totally in this ride. (laughs) So,
2: So. and also, if you have, if you are a Muppet nut and you have not been to the um, Museum of Puppetry in Atlanta, Georgia, if you're ever in Atlanta, Georgia, go see it. Make sure the Henson exhibit's still there. I got to see the Jim Henson puppet, the Jim Henson with the headband, with the Kermit, the mini Kermit. Tears, so many tears. And I saw some stuff from Mid Otters Jug Band, there's some Fraggles, there's some Sesame Street, there was some Labyrinth, some Dark Crystal. I mean, they're they're always on loan from there. Um, but if I know that um, the Henson exhibit was also at Kosai a couple years ago as well so it does tour so if you can catch it catch it yeah i think if you
0: google it it'll tell you where it is so i mean definitely catch it yeah
2: it's beautiful i think i've seen scooter and i think i might have seen bunsen and beaker too i don't don't have pictures anymore which is a bummer but it was absolutely beautiful and it was just kind of you know for somebody who's like john paul like kind of almost a mega fan it's worth it. Track it down, find it. If you're anywhere near Atlanta, Georgia, go to the Puppetry Museum and you know, there's also a room of creepy marionettes like oh, all around yeah. you. So that's cool too. There's nice. a lot of cool things. Yeah.
0: So with that, my guess, watch the muppets, Just definitely watch the episodes we've highlighted because they're super worth it. Um watch more than that. Like I said, great stuff. Any final thoughts? I mean, like,
1: you pretty much summed it up. Watch it. Enjoy it. Have fun. You know,
2: Shout out to my tattoo artist, Katie Hutchins from Wells & Company, for putting these beautiful gelfling belly dancers on my arm the other night. They're absolutely beautiful. And I'm too Skeksy for my shirt. Nice. <laughs> Pixie, do you got anything coming up
0: with your folk music or
2: dancing? Um, I don't have anything coming up with the music thing. I think we did our last gig last weekend, but we do have a lot of dance stuff. Uh, Kiris Hofla will be doing the Halloween Hofla. It's virtual. So um, if you look up Kiris Halloween Hofla, it's in the Dayton area. Uh, we're doing some really fun, spooky things that may or may not have to do with a certain stripey, stripey, <laughs> stripey thing. I can't say, but <laughs> it's always a fun show when it's virtual. It's a, I think it's free. Are you doing anything, Jenny? You, I'm not. <laughs> Sacred Jimmy do Sacred Chimmy doesn't do Halloween. I'm always like.
0: Whoa. Oh, we love it, but we usually go to other people's shows and they're just, oh. we're, um, not doing anything indoors right now i think angie never might be in a few um online shows Um, but i unfortunately don't have that information but you can always check out what's going on on her sacred shimmy studios facebook page or angie never facebook page um and see what events she's got up and her classes are still ongoing and they're amazing um
2: amazing i bought the belt she teaches into (laughs) the belt from red camel
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was funny actually. I got that at a convention, then she got it at a convention. <laughs> now, Tammy and I both have awesome, too. <laughs> they're, they're beautiful belts. Um, and they fit very well. Oh, and, and also, of course, Angie and I have our, our moon phases belt that you made, which is lovely. Um, so we wear that a lot too. I'm
2: waiting to see that. I don't ever see it on videos, I'm always like waiting to see it.
0: So, I also John-
2: copied Angie's necklace with the coin and the skulls, but anyway, <laughs>
0: <laughs> jump all you got anything coming up.
1: I mean... Uh, Schlockfest? We got Schlockfest coming very, very soon. Uh, I, uh, we did the, the fan appreciation uh, Voyage of the Rock Aliens episode. <laughs> I want to thank Betsy White for suggesting that movie. Um,
0: it's an amazing movie, let me
1: I, tell I, I have the soundtrack now because I went on eBay and got the record. And I've been listening to it, and my wife hates me for it because <laughs> she's just like, "This is terrible." And I said, "No, this is 1980s something amazing."
0: So, thank you,
2: <laughs> Betsy. White seems awesome. I have not had the pleasure yet.
0: Oh, oh she's incredible. Okay. Um, if she you is. actually ever go to the Run Fair, uh, Pixie, she's uh, the head of the local wenches guild. So, oh, you might run okay. into her there. All right.
1: She's a wench.
2: She's a wench. A wench.
1: So, yeah, we got that, and, and we today, I believe, or in the next couple of days, our uh, last Starfighter episode will be dropping. So yeah, I think, actually, it
0: dropped. I okay, think it dropped today. It,
1: dro- it dropped today, okay. So, you'll be watching something that you've already watched, because, yeah. you know the magic of recording things (laughs)
0: yeah yeah and of course girls go schools i believe um our phantoms of the opera episode is about to drop and by the time you watch this it probably will have dropped and we're going to be recording um the werewolf episode the wolfman episode on monday so some lawn chaney jr in there so keep an eye out for it and always we love having guests um so i mean it's not like we won't keep having like pixie and, and all our friends back on but new guests also we're welcoming so please let us know reach out tell us if you want to be on the show and what movies or shows you want to talk about
1: yeah we welcome anybody we like diversity except randy
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah well he been there done that he's... Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> kidding randy we love you i don't <laughs> but stop don't. picking on john paul the muppets are awesome yeah, I mean, they really are Will right. deadly on you I, with that thanks for listening watching or whatever um, and like I said feel free to drop us a line let us know what you're thinking and if you're interested in being a guest And have a great night and enjoy spooky season yay
1: <laughs> you have been listening to
0: what the fuck did I just watch you can find us on Facebook and on YouTube at WTF Did I Just Watch. Thanks for listening and we hope you'll join us again soon.